Welcome to the Backstage Leadership Conversations, a podcast series by the Digital Tourism Think Tank in collaboration with Abu Dhabi Business Events Week, organized by Abu Dhabi's Culture and Tourism Department. In this series, we'll explore the post-pandemic trends in business travel, focusing on key areas such as technology, impact, sustainability, and recovery. Ready to deep dive into today's episode? Stay with us and we'll learn more about how Abu Dhabi is helping the mice sector to thrive. In this episode, we'll dive into how post-pandemic trends are transforming the offer with Sentil Gopinath, CEO of the ICCA, the International Congress and Convention Association, headquartered in the Netherlands. The ICCA is the global community and knowledge hub for the International Association's meetings industry, ICCA represents the main specialists in organizing, transporting, and accommodating international meetings and events, and specializes in the international association and meeting sector, offering unrivaled data, communications channels, and business development opportunities. Sentil has over 20 years of experience in the meetings, association, and leisure industries. He's creative, adaptable, and he's certainly very well-equipped to navigate these constantly changing environments with his key strengths. Over the past couple of years, the situation in which the mice sector operates has changed significantly. Three years ago, Sentil was appointed as the chief executive of the ICCA, where he steered the organization through what we can certainly describe as a challenging period. I decided to ask him about his perspective on trends and what he's been able to observe during this period in this really unique position of guiding a globally significant organization through major change. So, so when I took over this, this unlike any other CEOs, about within four months where we had to go through uh, the, the so-called pandemic we all faced. But something I really learned over the period, or I um, uh, implemented a lot of changes within the organization, is all about adaptability. It's all about how do you, uh, how much you are agile in your organization. What are the innovations you could bring? So as a chief executive, that those were the key elements for me into my day-to-day work and transforming the knowledge of the team because the member requirements have drastically changed and members were looking at solutions and looking at uh, what's the new uh, way of working for the future. So in my role, it was very exciting. Yes, I would call it, uh, it is quite a continuous engagement because when you're uh, in a different time uh, in a pre-pandemic, you would have functioned as a CEO more in a more structured manner. But yeah, it was all about how do you adapt on a weekly or a daily basis. Uh, having said that, I enjoyed that because we could service members across the world, give them solutions, uh, introduce them to new technologies, new innovative ideas, look at the future ways of working, upgrading their solution. One of the key most elements for me in my role was working at grassroots levels that I really enjoyed. I could speak to every member because there was some time available among all of us. So I really enjoyed. And then the reopening happened from last year. The industry is recovering. Again, it's another completely different dimension where you go out there, get there, travel around, meet the members, uh, engage with them, and talk to them about how do you stay relevant and how do you also, don't forget what you learn or what you're going to, you want to implement. Don't go back to the basics, what we were doing pre-pandemic. So now keep reminding that over and over again at uh, various sessions, various one-to-one dialogues, network, and particularly to the governments, to the ministers, the policymakers, telling them uh, sort of recognize our industry. And our industry has been a great economic developer, driver. So, so that's what I've been doing in the last 10 months and enjoying it. 
As an advocate of what the industry can bring to a destination, I wanted to explore some of the key shifts and changes that Centel has seen amongst ICCA's members, in particular looking at those more prominent shifts and which ones he expects to continue as we look ahead. Well, one of the key things, I'll give a very simple example. In cities, until we were becoming a vaccination centre, no, even some of the policymakers never knew there is a convention centre in the city. Or they knew there is a centre, but what's the purpose of that? So it is a blessing in disguise that we got, as an industry, we got highlighted through the pandemic that we are here with a purpose. Our industry can really kickstart or get into a fast track in supporting the local or national or the internet, the regional economies. So that was something really um, sort of elevated during the COVID time. Uh, the changes within the membership across the world, I keep seeing that innovation was a key. We became very complacent predominantly. We kept on doing what we are doing over the last two decades or three decades. Uh, yes, we, we evolved as an industry, but we the business was booming. So we took a step back and started repeating what we are doing. If you are a venue, if you are a city bureau, uh, if you are a meeting organizer, meeting planner, we kept on doing now I see uh, our members have gone into that innovation extensively. I'm not talking about technology, even from a content point of view. If you're organizing a conference, the content needs to be experiential. What does our customer want? Collaborative effort has become really stronger between the association community, between the industry. Now in the past, you treated them more like a client and then you delivered what they want. But now the members are engaged in structuring the program, in structuring the event itself. And that's here to stay because over a period, the workforce within our membership has learned as well how to work on these models, and that's great. And the shared risk model, the risk has been shared within the industry and the association, the meeting industry community. So it's a win-win for both. I think that part is here to stay. Even the business really grows. Like like you have seen, Nick, the, the, the demand has really surged in the last 10 months. But these, some of the fundamentals which were created during the, um, uh, the, the pandemic time, is yet to stay. And I see more and more members or the industries giving more focus into that aspect. And infrastructure development, I do also see that when our plans are done, a lot of thought processes are put in when you're building a convention center or you're redeveloping your city. They are looking at what if in the future, if I face a, face a situation like this, how do we support each other? So those are the good signs. So it's clear that collaboration really is key a theme that has run throughout our backstage leadership conversations. I wanted to know what this means in terms of the kind of expertise that needs to be fostered within organizations. Do the skills, knowledge, and understanding of the industries we're working across differ to how perhaps they looked before the pandemic? Right, absolutely, fantastic question, because there was no emphasis, when I say no, very very limited emphasis in terms of building expertise uh, pre-pandemic within our industry, because it's not something wrong what they did, but they were so engrossed or involved in the product delivery itself pre-pandemic. But now I see that each entities or each of the members across the world are really focusing on their workforce expertise in all the aspects. So it's multiple aspects. So you're not, when you're a meeting planner, you not only know how to get your catering right. No, you look at, is my resource or the staff is ready to look at the experiential content? Do they understand the the, the uh, discipline of the association? So if you're a diabetes association, you, you step into a little bit there and see what do these medical professionals wanted? What's their ambition, their objective through the event? Are they trying to retain their membership across the world? What are the diverse, diversity and inclusion part they are trying to achieve? So the expertise within the uh, member resources 
has been really diversified and they're training their resources. That's one of the things we uh, organizations like ECA, we launched even the ECA skill program. We went to the members and say, you create what's good for you for the future. And now the industry is going through that certification program. So primarily it's created for members, by members for members. So, and then we see enormous interest from the industry to follow that kind of a program. Why you wanted your uh, resources to be expert in multiple areas. It's not about just organizing a meeting. It's all about, and even things like sustainability. We have a regenerative certificate program with the GDS moment. Enormous amount of interest from member community. Why? Because they, they see every RFP, every bid document, that's going to be a fundamental element. So if your staff or your, your team does not understand those big, as a bureau, it will be very difficult you to you know sort of succeed in a bid. So I think uh, our industry is evolving, but I'm very glad to say that I'm just evolving from a, from, not from an academic side, from an expertise growth side as well. So that way, it'll, for the next generation to come, we'll have excellent uh, resources in our industry in a decade or two decades to come. So that's, that's, that's changes I like it. I've been in the industry for 20 plus years. That's what I always wanted. Guys, we are busy in organizing, even we are busy in developing business, but what's the future? You know, you need to build your expertise so the younger generation would be ready there to take over the business. I then turned to competitiveness. I wanted to know from Sentil how he sees this looking if we look, for example, 5, 10, or even 15 years into the future. Innovation and learning. Those are two fundamental things. I think our industry has been lacking innovation uh, extraordinarily, if I may use that word, because we have been an industry grew under the main uh, umbrella tourism segment as a business tourism segment. Yes, we have been contributing phenomenal to the economy, but we, we didn't really think of, through innovation, we can double that. Today, we talk about, Nick, about $2.4 trillion uh, contribution across the world in business. Now, again, if you look at the data, I would say we are over $10 trillion, not even 2.4. So that gap is will be led to be bridged by using innovation, identifying the data, and most importantly, create expertise and learning in our industry. Because that's something we have been very slow compared to finance, technology, uh, any other, uh, the, look at blockchain, how the, the amount of learning has gone through in the last decade. Our industry has been lacking a lot in that. But now I see, I'm glad to say that our industry putting a lot of emphasis within the organization, training takes much more center stage rather than it's only doing business development and conducting business. So I think these two elements, innovation and learning, will drive our industry for next decades or two decades to come. I wanted to get Sentil's view on the importance of Abu Dhabi Business Events Week in helping to drive that pace of change forward in the industry. In particular, how important it is for Abu Dhabi to keep investing in such activities to ensure that as a destination, it's thriving and it's clearly playing on its strengths as one of the leading MICE destinations. Extremely important because I've been telling, even during the pandemic, advocating with our members, when you get opportunity, you can have 10 people across the table do these events because our ad the strongest advocacy work we can do, that's what we did as ECA. Across the world, we created the regional hubs during our congresses in 2020-21. The policymakers need to see who you are and what you're capable of. And then the stakeholders in the industry need to understand only through these dialogues you bring expertise from across the world, teach them about innovation, teach them about the new best practices. How do you work on collaborative efforts? So congratulations to Abu Dhabi Business Week that they keep continuously doing this week, uh, this event every year. So that's because our industry is very evolving. If you see the resources, somebody working in January, they're not here in June. 
It's a very evolving industry. So you need to constantly create these platforms to educate that uh, those stakeholders. So the best answer across the world I've given to our members, activate, activate, activate. So these events activate your industry, you know. Centil, of course, has the privilege of being able to see the industry from all of the perspectives that exist all over the world, brought about by the huge diversity that exists in their membership. I asked him if he'd seen a lot of different approaches to both the event sector, but also how the blend of that sector with the wider destination experience really delivers something truly exceptional. How does Abu Dhabi fare in this respect? I mean, uh, Abu Dhabi has been a destination. If you take about, I've been working in the region prior to my role as a chief executive. I was the regional director. Abu Dhabi has been growing in a very structured manner in the last decade. Uh, very cautious approach in terms of marketing the destination and the USPs within the destination. Because we know that across the world, we have so many destinations who, who, who come, up, come across in bidding a larger meeting. Abu Dhabi has been always stand, has been very competitive because the, the approach has been always the uniqueness of the product, you know. So it's not another destination. I'm in the pipeline bidding for a Congress. So they're very selective. And Abu Dhabi also looks at the macro sectors under the, the strategic plan of the leadership. So is it bank, it's finance, or is it, is it energy, or is it uh, environmental? So they really select those five or six pillars and work on the, the biddings based on those sectors. That's a very sustainable approach. I keep telling across the world, uh, every destination, first you need to understand what are your core sectors in your organization? If you're if you're going to bid for a non-relevant sector, your chances of winning that business is way far. I mean, it's going to be very long term, and you're going to invest a lot of effort and money. But if you understand your sector, your local ambassadors, your local association become very active in getting you that event back to. So Abu Dhabi has got that structure really well in a more sustainable approach, and I think they, that's that's a good example in the last couple of years winning all big events coming to this part of the world, it's because of that. So yeah, they, they are very competitive, you know. From my conversation with Centil, I was certainly able to better grasp the changes that the meetings, incentives, conventions and exhibition centre has observed over the last couple of years, as well as get an overview of the challenges that destinations have been focused on in this sector. I also took with me some valuable takeaways about collaboration and competitiveness in this my sector. And these, I truly believe, will be insightful and thought-provoking for industry leaders listening to today's podcast. In the next episode, I'll be interviewing Rula Juni, CEO of Tourism365, with whom I'll deep dive on how we can rebuild a stronger and more sustainable exhibition sector. Mm-hmm.